Hey there, this is Dr. Danielle Eaton, the founder of Aligned Women. We help women in chiropractic just like you to grow profitable practices without sacrificing being present with your family. You're listening to the Aligned Women podcast, the original podcast for women in chiropractic. If you want more time with your family and more money in your bank account, you're in the right place. Be sure to take our Aligned Practice quiz to find out how aligned your practice is. You can find it at www.alignedwomen.com forward slash quiz. Now sit back, take a deep breath, and enjoy today's episode. Hello, everyone. I'm here today with a new member spotlight for you. And today's member spotlight is with Dr. Kat Alamon. I Did I get your last name pronounced correctly this time? You did a great job. <laughs> because I used to say, in my head at least, Alamon. Yeah. Not correct. It's pretty normal. <laughs> Probably so. All right. Anyway, I'll let you introduce yourself and your family and your practice. Sure. Um, I'm Dr. Kat Alamon. Uh, people call me Dr. Cat. That's just what I refer to myself as. Um, I am married to a man named Byron Weiss here in Chicago. I have one son, Malcolm. He's now two and three months. He is a joy most of the time. He's the terrible twos. Um, yeah, so my practice is kindred chiropractic. I'm here in Chicago. Um, my focus is pregnant women, but I see a little bit of everybody. Let's go back to the start for you. What brought you to chiropractic? Uh, you know, I was introduced to chiropractic when I was in high school. I sort of, I wanted to do, I didn't want to go to class, right? So there was this thing called, you could do a co-op and you could work and get school credit. And I was like, I want to do that, but I don't have a job. Yeah. So there's the woman who ran the program was like, oh, what do you like? I was like, I like science and health. And she was like, there's this position, go apply. I got the job at a chiropractic office as a CA. And so that was my introduction. And from there, it's really funny because I think back and I remember distinctly being like, I don't think I could be a chiropractor. I was like, I like the science. I like the x-rays. I was like, I don't think I can like get dressed up every day and go to the office. <laughs> Do you get dressed up every day to go to your office? Not no, especially. I don't think I ever have. <laughs> well, like, when I worked at Logan, I was usually somewhat dressed up, but after that, no. <laughs> yeah. I mean like business casual, but like, it's still like all very comfortable, very comfortable. Um, and so I went to college for like pre-med. I was like, I don't know what I want to do, but I'll do science. And then I took a year off. And during that year I was like, I'm, I want to go to chiropractic school. Mm. Well, what made you decide that you could do it after thinking you couldn't? Um, you know, I think that I thought about like my options. I felt like, you know, sometimes you put yourself in a box. I put myself in a box and my box was, I've got a pre-med degree so I can either, I can work in a lab. I can, I could try and get into med school, which didn't interest me. Um, and then like, I was like, I was like, Oh, but I still like medicine. I still really like helping people. And I was like with chiropractic, I don't need any tools. Like, like I need tools, but like, I don't, I can use my hands and I can work anywhere. And I was like, I really would like to help people without drugs and surgery. Mm -hmm. And, and that was it. Awesome. Well, you went to Logan, same no, school as me. Um, and then after Logan, what next? So after Logan, I um, looked for an associate 
job. I was like, I was like, I want a job. I want to get my feet wet. And I found a job in Chicago and I was very intentional about not being directly in the city of Chicago because chiropractors have the non-competes. And I was like, I want to work there someday. Like I knew, I, I think I knew that I wanted, I, in the back of my mind, I knew that I wanted my own practice. Like I think my first year out, I, I probably couldn't have even told you that or not my first year, maybe when I was in school, it seemed too overwhelming to have your own practice. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I got a, an associate job and worked for a couple of years and um, I didn't get as much training as I would like, but like I learned how to practice how I wanted to practice and I learned my weaknesses and um, how to build my confidence and, and basically by the end of it, I was like a little bit run down by the situation I was in, but I knew that I could do it. Right. I was like, I was like, all right, well, if, if my only option is to work for another person or work for myself, I'm going to work for myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, can you talk a little bit more about why you decided you wanted to work for yourself after having thought you didn't want to own a practice? Well, so part of, part of it was the nice thing about the practice I was in is it was, there were like a lot of a lot of women there that were different practitioners and they all had like a little bit of part-time schedules. I feel like I worked, I worked probably more than most of them. I, I worked probably 35 to 40 hours a week. Um, and I had a commute, but like my boss worked three days a week and I was like, well, that sounds awesome. <laughs> Why don't I do that? So I like, I just like felt the freedom and I knew absolutely that I didn't want to commute like 45 minutes to an hour drive every day sucks back and forth to a job and having yeah. long hours. And I was like, I can't put in the long hours anymore. I was just too burned out. I think about the, the commute from an entrepreneurial perspective. And I think like, uh, I mean, the way I guess you can optimize a long commute is listening to podcasts and learning <laughs> while you're driving yeah. So that might be one benefit, but otherwise it's not time that you're productive and um, you're not able to work on your practice. You're not seeing patients during a time. You're not with your family unless you commute with your kiddo, but it's not quality time. So yeah. to me, like I used to spend a lot of time commuting a lot and uh, I just finally was like, this is not a good use of my time. My husband had been telling me for a long time, like it doesn't really make sense for you to spend so much time in the car. And I was like, no, but it's good. It's my white space. It really was my white space. Now I've just learned to build a white space in, in other places. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. So you started your own practice. <laughs> and then I believe it wasn't too much longer after that you became a mom as well. Right. Yeah. And uh, share with me a bit more about where you were at at the time that you came into Aligned Women, which was about two and a half years ago. Yeah. So what I was going on in your practice at the time that you were like, oh, okay, I'm going to say yes to that. Yeah. I was like a year and a half into practice. So, and I am like a slow growth curve, not slow growth curve. I'm a slow, I'm a slow learner. I know that I'm a slow learner and I am nervous. I don't think you're a slow learner. Okay. No. Thank you. Okay. Maybe a slow implementer. Maybe. Yeah. Slow learner. No. It just takes me a minute to analyze. I like to analyze all of my options. And then I like, I'm like, I'm like, well, that's what I want to do. And then I'm like, I'll put that on my to-do list. Yeah. 
uh, and I juggle all the things. I feel like I've got like a like a long to do list, and I want to do all of them. If I can't do them all today, then I'm not going to do them. Mm-hmm. So that slows things down. Um, so uh, right, I started my practice in the middle of winter, which made I feel like it made everything harder, right? People don't go out to networking events in, in the winter in Chicago. People don't, unless they're just going drinking, which is a thing here in Chicago. <laughs> so you've got to find the right networking event. Um, uh, and right, and I and I was, I had the mindset, which is wrong, and I don't know where I got this, right? You're like, like I was opening up in a small town. I was like, I was like, oh, I'm going to like show up, and I'm going to have my hours, and I'm going to have a website, and people are going to come to me. And so I was like, I'm going to wait by the phone and it's going to start ringing and it didn't. Right. So I had like a slow growth and I had like a business loan because like I had looked at the other opportunities. I was like, I could start small. I could start in a room and it could be cheap. I looked around, I looked around, I looked around, nothing, nothing, nothing was a good fit. Nothing was a good fit and it didn't feel right. And so I had eaten away and eaten away and eaten away at my loan, just like, paying rent and so like my expenses were like uh, my loan money was going down and and then I got pregnant mm-hmm. my husband was like oh well everyone figures it out and it's true right like no one's got their ducks in a row before they have a baby for the most yes. part and 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 I was scared to look at the numbers just because every time I looked at my bank account it was like dwindling right it wasn't growing like I had I had patients and they were coming in and they were paying me, but it wasn't paying the bills. Um, and I really didn't have any idea. I just like had the blinders on. And so I was like, I need help. And so you show up all over my screen and you got your act together. <laughs> you, talk, you talk up a good show. <laughs> You're a good marketer. You're an efficient marketer. And I was like, <laughs> And what's really interesting about it is I, I was also scared, right? I was scared about, I guess, bringing a child into my life and having a growing business. But I was scared that, like, I kind of just thought I was going to run out of money. I was just like, I'm going to mm-hmm. run out of money and I'm going to tank my business. And I couldn't open my eyes to see what was happening. And I had no idea that, like, almost all of my stress during my pregnancy really was just fear about my practice mm-hmm. and then when I've, I came to- I've been in a very similar situation yeah. <laughs> yes okay so okay yeah so you were pregnant uh, I think it was maybe about halfway through your pregnancy um, at the time that you started a group coaching program in the line woman that we ran one time and that was essentially the last time <laughs> the one and only time um, and um, You've been a member since then. So how have things changed for you over the last two years? How have things changed for your practice first and foremost? Sure. First. Uh, Well, the finances are way up, right? I look at them. I know what's happening. I started profit first. So my huge business loan and I had like maxed out my credit card is gone. Both of those things are gone. And your business loan and your credit card are paid off? Well, I've got like a little bit of money on my credit card, but that'll be gone in a month. Awesome. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
And yeah, my business has grown. I've cut my hours and I keep cutting my hours. Well, I cut, I cut my patient hours and just fill them more. I book them more efficiently and mm -hmm. I have admin time, which is glorious, which if I have anything go awry in my life, I feel like I can steal that admin time and take care of myself. Yes. Which, you know, when I first had my child, I felt like I could only have childcare so I could see patients. And that's mm -hmm. not fair to every moment my child sleeps. And I feel like I'm obligated to do something for my business. Oh man, I could talk about that for a long time. That like expectation that we have that we should either take our kids to work with us and, or only have child support, child support being like child care when we're scheduled with appointments is so detrimental not just to the growth of our practice, but like to our well-being as individuals, because then we're trying to do all of the other things to run a business while we're also trying to be mom too. And that's not fair to our kiddos either. Well, I think what we need to do is like look at all the other things that we need to do to run our practices as appointments. Like they have to be done. And yet a lot of them are not necessarily urgent. So you can kind of just keep keep pushing them like soap notes, <laughs> just keep like pushing them off and pushing them off. And then one day you realize you've created a really big problem. Like how are you going to overcome this mountain of soap notes that are just waiting there for you to address? And, and then it doesn't happen by, you know, staying up late because you need sleep too. It doesn't happen by getting up early because you need sleep too. And especially when your kids are young and you're not sleeping through the night, you got to get as much sleep as you can. So I could, yeah, I could rant about that for a long time. <laughs> it's real. Yeah. But I've been there too. Like I, I used to do that and I used to think, you know, as soon as my last patient was gone out of the parking lot, like I'm looking out the window, are they gone? All right. And then dash out the door and go pick up my kiddo and get her as soon as I could. But what I really needed was to stay in my office for half an hour or so and wrap things up for the day, wrap up my billing and finish up my soap notes and like clear myself of, you know, anything I took on that day energetically, like do whatever I need to do to go home and be present with my family. Instead of go home and like still try to work all through the evening. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> but yet so many of us do it. Okay. So in your practice, you're, you've refined your schedule so that you're um, literally like working less overall, um, but earning more in your practice. What has changed for you in your family? Um, I don't know. I guess, I guess there's less, there's less pressure and less stress between my husband and I, right? Financial stress sucks and it's hard. Yeah. Um, my time with my child is, it's better, right? I don't feel like I need to be doing notes on my phone or I don't need to be like, replying to emails the moment they come in or I don't need I don't need to check my voicemail every day like I'm not doing it I don't have to like my patients can wait I'm not an ER 
like, so my quality time with my son has gone way up and um, my health over the past year has gone way up just because now I like really prioritize and have the time to prioritize like cooking and meal planning and like the good things that like I like to do and that I want to do and make me feel good. So like, and I th honestly, there's another, um, uh, like even my husband's health, right? My husband's never really been in like poor health. But like my husband doesn't, if my husband could live off of like macaroni and cheese. I was just going to say macaroni and cheese. <laughs> for, for every, every meal for the rest of his life or like pancakes and macaroni and cheese, he would. And yeah. that would be fine for him. But like, I think that like, I think his health has also gone like way up and he doesn't often really take the time to really even recognize it. But I like, cornered him one day and I was like I was like so what about these health things and he was like those aren't health issues I have and I was like they used to be though and he was mm. like yeah I guess they were right <laughs> how easily we forget <laughs> yeah I know right yeah. bad stuff it's gone so fast that's so cool Okay. So how do you feel now about your practice? I mean, like when you look back to two and a half years ago and you were feeling afraid that your practice was going to tank, what would you say you feel about it now? Um, good. I mean, I love coming to work. I love seeing patients. I feel like, like all of the admin stuff is like basically under control. Things that aren't under control are things that I'm just ignoring, right? Like, and you're deleting, and, right? Huh? Like you're deleting, you're deleting the expectation that they should be done. Right. Absolutely. Right. When I, when I started practice as someone, I used to like to write a lot and I used to have a lot of blogs and I had an obligation on myself. And I was like, I was like, Oh, I like writing. I'm going to write a blog every week. And that was just like, it ended up just being stress on my shoulders all the time. And I just I finally let go of it. I was like, I don't have to do that. I don't have to do that. You're, I've turned it into a job that I don't want to do. Mm -hmm. If I feel like writing, I should sit down and write. If I don't feel like writing, I'm not going to do it. It's just, it doesn't belong on my calendar or stressing me out when it doesn't have to be like my practice has grown and does fine. I do like Danielle, I do pretty close to zero marketing. All right. So there's nothing wrong with that. No, sure. First, think about this in regard to what do you do for marketing? You show up. By, by showing up, I mean like you do the best work that you can for every patient. Yeah. And that's always our best marketing. And so like when we're out there looking for all the tactics and the strategies about how to optimize our websites and what to do on social media and how many times a week to post, like let's not forget that the number one thing that you can do to grow your practice is to be awesome with your patients. Absolutely. Always. And if we're not and doing that, then we need to fix that first. <laughs> yeah. And show up having energy and being healthy and happy and enjoying yes. your life. And they will feel that and they will want to be here and they will send people to you. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Okay. So let's wrap it up on this um, final note that I like to share for someone that's listening to to this member spotlight who might be like yeah I've thought about this for a long time and I just don't know if it's the right fit for me or um 
maybe she's been in a, in a coaching program or like a practice management company in the past. And she was like, that's definitely not for me. That did not work for me or just didn't end well. How would you help her decide if taking, if saying yes to aligned women is the right next step? I feel like considering like the percentage of the day that you're thinking about your business, that you're not in your business. Like if it's taking over your brain space all of the time and you're stressed out about it and you're not being present wherever you want to be with your family, with yourself. If you feel like you're not enjoying your practice or your life outside of your practice, like having, having someone there to support you in figuring out getting in the right direction, like aligned women is there. They're awesome. Yeah. And I don't think that most people know how big our program has grown over the last three years and that we have over 200 members now. And um, like people reach out to me sometimes and I think that they're, that they're, what's the word? How do I put this? Someone reached out to me yesterday and he was like, so how's your podcast going? And I was like, well, it's been going for three years. And it was actually the first podcast for women in chiropractic. (laughs) which I recently put into the intro of the, of every episode. And um, because, because as I saw other podcasts popping up, I was like, Oh, interesting. There's like so many more people out there that don't know that this one already exists. Um, I'm not really sure where I'm going with that. It's a little ranty, but uh, I was just like, we actually have this whole like ecosystem created that most people don't even realize is there. So it's a lot more than just me. (laughs) And if you're like, I don't know about that girl, that's okay. You don't have to like me. There's a structure and a framework and a big community of other people there to support you as well. Other coaches, even you don't have to coach with me. (laughs) It's incredible. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Thank you so much for everything that you've shared today and making the time in your schedule to be here with me and to be present and um, share your experience. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you again for joining me for this episode of the Aligned Women podcast. If you've loved this show, please share your favorite episode with another woman in chiropractic who you know would love to be more profitable in her practice without sacrificing any more time with her family. And if you love what you hear on this show and want more insight into how you can have both more time freedom and more financial freedom, be sure to take the Align Practice Quiz. You can join our newsletter and get your free copy of the quiz at alignedwomen.com forward slash quiz. You'll know in less than 15 minutes what you need to focus on right away to become present and profitable. We'll see you in your email inbox soon.